Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings and welcome to Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bobby O'Rourke. And I am the other host, Dan Conroy. You will notice that I'm being very careful with my enunciation because as mentioned, if not last week, then the week before, I was saying the title of our podcast wrong for about 20 episodes. So I'm not going to do that anymore. And I hope it's going well. Bobby, I appreciate you taking so much time to ensure we say it correctly, even though I have also made the mistake and have not made any effort to change. I think titles are fluid when it comes to podcasts you can just say it as you wish that doesn't make it good for advertising or for marketing your dang thing or for networking with other people with podcasts but it is a lot of fun and we got to keep doing that so yeah we're not slaves to capitalism the way that other podcasts are sure we'd like sponsorship and sure we'd like to make money off of this and sure we're fine with exploiting workers if it comes to that but you can't just have no, actually, I can have that. Yeah, let's have that. That seems like yeah. the best way to go. Yeah. I mean, you already don't let me have a bathroom break during this thing, which says a lot about the current employee structure of Greetings, the Greeting Card podcast, that there's no bathroom breaks. I have to be on my feet the whole time. I'm currently standing while I'm recording this, and I'd like to let people know I don't have a standing desk, so I'm basically just holding the microphone, because if I sit down, I'm a little too far away from the microphone. Bobby just created a whole, it's a bad system. It's a bad system he's made for me. You can have a bathroom break when you earn your yellow bracelet. Right now, your gray bracelet. Gray bracelets don't get bathroom breaks or blinking breaks. For the listener, I don't get the, I don't go from gray to yellow bracelet until episode 250. So, and that is if I remember to edit out all the uhs and ums during the editing process, which already I'm behind now to episode five, so... Uh, yeah. I'll one I'll one day do a separate docu podcast about the harsh conditions of greetings the greeting card podcast factory. We're gonna outsource one day, so that's all right. Man, Parasite's a great movie. Agreed, it's a great movie. The, the greetings recommendation of the week is Parasite. Go ahead and see it. That's how I learned about Champagetti, if I remember correctly, when they made that weird udon mix. They like mix they mix like two different types of ramens, and I I thought that was fun. You heard it here for the millionth, probably. Parasite's a good movie. Go see it. Greetings, the greeting card podcast approved. The movie from when did that come out? Twenty nineteen? I think so. If you haven't seen it yet, are you thinking about when it came out? Yeah, I am. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay. Dan, I just I wanted... wanted to make sure there wasn't some kind of video pause. No, yeah, no, I was just deep in thought. Let me look pivot for a it. second, Dan. Oh, thank you. I was thinking this week, one of my mm-hmm. greatest failures. I'm doing a lot of failure <laughs> that talk uh, in January Happy of 2023. New Year. <laughs> I want to make some amends and, and improve myself up until the point where it becomes hard. And one of the things I can do easily mm-hmm. is stop giving up halfway through things in the new year because I realized when I was thinking of what to talk about in this opening section because I plan far in advance months months in advance for these amen sister I have tried to make greeting cards myself and I know you make some of yours too and you do some ornate things you do some calligraphy sometimes certain types of wax and stamps but I was thinking about all the cards that I made where I gave up halfway through and ended up what I thought would be capitulating and going to the store to buy a card. And I was wondering if you had any instances where that's happened or have you always followed through? If you've decided to make a card, you follow it through, even if it doesn't turn out exactly how you want it? Or do you at some point sort of throw in the towel and say, you know what, I'll just do a store bought and go from there? You know, Bobby, that's a great question because I have made a lot of mistakes while creating a greeting card or adding my personal flourish to a card. 
I have certainly flubbed up because I am no calligraphist. Mm. Yeah, calligrapher. Wait, I'm gonna say yes. Okay, uh, judges. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, listen, I don't fight with a calligraphist. I fight with an open calligra ha- hand. Anyways, so <laughs> back to what I was doing. I <laughs> am not a good user of pen or pencil, nor am I very skilled. I would say I'm not a professional writer. Let me say it like that. So it's very easy for me when I'm creating something to maybe use the wrong wording that I want to use, or maybe I flub up the cursive a little bit because I'll write in cursive on a greeting card, or I might even mess up the stamp, the wax stamp that I use. Like something will happen where Mm. there's about a million things that can go wrong when you're lighting wax and putting it on bare paper, (laughs) including a fire. So I was going to say fire must be among them top six things that could go wrong. It's in the top six, at least. I mean, there's fire. There's accidentally dripping it elsewhere. That's a little less important. Midway through, you're using maroon and you wanted to use nightshade. Oops. There's so many mistakes that can happen. So I usually try to, and this is based off my own stubbornness, I try to fix it on the fly. Whether and it makes me feel very 18th century, like paper is incredibly expensive and so is ink and I can't bother to throw it away. So what Mm. I'll do is if I catch myself adding the cursive flourish and then maybe I the B doesn't look right or maybe I, I cross a T where I'm supposed to dot an I, I will do my best to fix it in the moment one way or another. Because in my mind, I'm just like, well, I can't throw this out now. I'm, I'm in too deep, which is never true. It's a piece of paper that I could either purchase or get a new one. But I, I, I'm stuck We live in, in a plentiful old... society. We, we have resources and we should be thankful for them. Look, if we're gonna, I think I've said this phrase before. If we're going to live in this dying empire, we might as well enjoy what's left of the bounty. So go buy your paper while there's still some trees left. And I, but I don't. For some reason, I'm stuck in that impoverished mindset. And I will try to fix it in the moment. There have been some instances where I didn't use the wording I thought I was going to use. Like maybe I said something a little not wrong, but like I, you know how like you think in your head how you're going to write it and then you write it down. You realize that's not so great. And then I'll try to reword it and put it together. The point is, I don't think I've ever thrown out a greeting card. I think I've just tried to fix the mess that I've made. And that doesn't mean that it always looks very good. If I had thrown it out, it would have been a lot neater and nicer. But for some reason, I have this mindset of, Let's just keep rolling with this idea because it's there and I don't know. It's it, it's it's like a weird dedication to it. I don't I can't really explain, but I, I I haven't thrown out a greeting card. Do you find yourself throwing out more than repairing the mistake you've made? Well, f- first, before I say that, I, I want to make clear to the audience, you're who people are talking about when they use the phrase, nevertheless, he persisted. It's when you <laughs> commit to making a greeting card, you are going to reach the end of this card. You're going to seal it, lick the envelope or glue it now. I don't know if we're allowed the to notorious lick DJC. That's right. <laughs> Please don't don't call me that. <laughs> well, you can't stop the people. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. They'll do as they please. Yeah, hopefully I'll also be on uh, memorial uh, throw pillows and stuff. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> when, when you gaze long into the ding-dongs, the ding-dongs gaze back into you. Ding-dongs gaze back at us on Instagram. I do give up on cards once in a while, or I have rather, because I have a bit of a wandering mind and not very good pen personship. This is a inclusive podcast, so pen personship, pen personship. Anyway, I write like a monster. So <laughs> when, so when I'm writing cards, just, I'm sorry. It's just you, like with like your hand holding the pen like this, and for the listener, like a fist, and just going like, rah, rah, rah. love Bobby. I don't really write. I more gouge my yeah, feelings. 
A lot of, lot of uh, pen holes, we could say, in your cards. Boy, howdy. You thought it was meat. <laughs> I have given up on cards and sort of made a spelling error, like you said, or wanted to phrase something differently. And I'm a little too impatient for my own good, so I have basically crumpled a makeshift card in frustration and gone out to buy one. But is it almost more special if you find some some mistakes in there because you know it's real like i i've gotten cards i got a card from a friend once who was handmade and i really loved it but it did have a spelling error in it and it was clearly done because mm. they had a great idea for a card it was really funny and they just did it sort of hastily and i still love the card i still have it and one day i kind of want to do an episode on personal cards we've either made or received because i'm sure you've got them a plenty i have a few yeah i could definitely talk about that yeah i'd have to i'd have to go in the old archives but i certainly could find them i would argue to your point that my situation of not throwing out a card and keeping the one i'm working with for me i feel like staying with the card as long as i do and staying with the mistake is also a testament to impatience because i just don't want to start from the top anymore and it also is just a testament to laziness like i could get a new piece of paper and get all over again but i've started going and i feel bad saying this because it makes it sound like the card isn't important to me it is it's just sometimes you get to a certain point and you go is it really that bad which is maybe what your friend was thinking when they made that really nice card like everything about it's lovely and it's just this one little mistake, and it's like, eh, that's not so bad. We can kind of keep that they in, They may right? not have noticed, for I have no that proof might that they even too. saw it. It was done with such delightful intensity for a joke, and it really was truly funny. If I can find it, I'll, I'll put it on an episode or the Instagram. Mm. But it was done with so much creativity that they didn't even go back for a second pass. They just thought, I nailed it. It's over. This is yeah. the best birthday card that this guy will ever get, and you know what? They were right. How do you not have this framed on the wall? Well... Uh, you're right. I don't have a new project. We're going to get that on the wall. Listen, no worries. That's what we're here for. We're going to get that framed on the wall for you. Get it all set so you can have it every time you wake up. Bobby wakes up, of course, with cornflakes waiting for him on the side, seeping in the milk. He likes it wet, likes it goopy. Yeah, my covers are just sopping. And you know what? It's as God intended. (laughs) God God wanted us to sit in our milk bath. And God And title. There we go. Always got to find it. I actually used to do that. That was actually a, that was an after-school snack that I would make. Both my sister and I had demonic after-school snacks in you made a milk or bath. high school. I didn't make a milk bath as much as I would have loved to have wasted that much milk. That would have been fun for me. I'll explain my sister's some other time, but mine was, I used to take honey bunches of oats and grind them in a pint glass until they were a powder. And then I would mix them with skim milk and then it would make a sort of sludge and then I would drink it. Oh, you now, had like a thick milkshake sort of. of I had of... a thick, grainy milkshake. I had like what Harvey J. Harvey Kellogg would have considered a milkshake in order to cure diphtheria or constipation or not having an orgasm or whatever. Or self abuse or, or whatever self-abuse they called whatever or... they called masturbation. Yeah, yeah, yeah self abuse. Yeah, that's what he called that. Or or not pooping enough. I don't know any of the fourteen things he was trying to figure out that there weren't really answers for, except for hey, don't eat meat as often, or maybe avoid drinking, which I think he did tell people to do. What what a time to be alive, though, that you could just say got a problem with losing your hair or not satisfying your wife or existential dread after fighting in a world war, have these cornflakes and see if that works. I don't know. Did you fight in a war that you have not seen the results of at all from faraway lands? Or maybe perhaps you're just feeling that existential dread of the constant crushing of the capitalist system, mostly involving factories in the city. Have you considered masturbation? It's pretty cool. <laughs> 
but you were just you were describing your slush go 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 that's it forward. it was just a it was a wheat slush that i would consume as an after school snack mm-hmm. and it yeah i look back at that and wonder maybe someone needed to talk to me like just a quick talk make sure everything's all right not like as a punishment just more of like a just a check-in with what kind of food i was eating at the time <laughs> it's no milk bath but it'll do Oh, you're a student of the classics. Thank you. I Aristotle with his milk sludge every day before he talked about his existentialism. And I bring up the classics because, Dan, I have something a little different today, and I want to bring to you a card that is, it might take a little time to get through. Maybe not. We might breeze through it, but I oh, picked this up. Oh, I love a tome. Go forward yeah, and it, prosper. It's a bit of a Herman Melville of a card. So <laughs> diffident gay overtones, as one of my professors from college used to say about Herman Melville. Wait, he was not. Was he Moby Dick or not? Herman Melville? Yes, he was Moby Dick. Is this going to be about a big whale? I don't want this to be about a big whale. Ooh, I'll never tell. While you open that up, I will remind the listener that if they have a card they would like us to talk about or review or just bloviate on for a while, they can get in touch at GreetingsPod on Instagram or at GreetingsCast on Twitter. It is surviving there so far. We'll do our best. Dan, whenever mm-hmm. you are ready you can go ahead and open the card and tell me you know what you uh what you think i'm curious what your first thoughts are all right dig this shit ding dongs we've got a card and if you're expecting any different you need to get the f out Mm -hmm. i don't know why i didn't say fuck fuck it's a card that is designed to look like it is written on college ruled paper but let's make it clear it is a card but it has the Actually, is it college-ruled or is it wide-ruled, you think, Bobby? I think this might be wide-ruled. Uh, college-wide-ruled. This is a wide college. This is like going to U Miami. This is nice this is wide. Miami Big and Tall University. That was my favorite remake of Sarah Plain and Tall, Miami Big and Tall, when it's just Sarah Plain and Tall, but she just goes on spring break. Gross. <laughs> Anyways, it is... <laughs> That might be the title. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, this is what we would have to choose. Listeners, before that you even get this, vote on your favorite title. You won't have the ability, but <laughs> if please only, vote. If only we had a Patreon where like people could listen to it ahead of time, we'd just be like, which one do you like better, the Milk Bath one or Miami Plane? <laughs> please respond in six hours. We're on a deadline. <laughs> and we don't have a lot of time left because otherwise the nitrous is going to hit our bloodstream. <laughs> and if you don't get an answer, we don't get the antidote. It's a college-ruled card, idiots, and it's got your usual designs that you would expect from a middle schooler's notebook. It's got these cool Greco-Roman-like clouds on the side, like they're coming from a Greek myth. And there's stars, the five-pointed—no, six-pointed stars, sorry, with diamond stars in the corner. Just cool stars all around. Some of them are just circles. But it's very, you know, astral-looking. They're trying to make it look like it's the sky of sorts. Mm -hmm. And in the center— is a sad, very ovoid, very oval orange cat. Now, listen up. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. It's not the famous orange cat who hates a part of the week and enjoys a certain baked pasta Italian dish and kicks a dumb dog around. Don't bring it up, otherwise we're going to owe money. So it's not that one. Also, he's never really sad as much as he is just consistently pissed off and apathetic. This is a, this cat, this orange cat, this tabby, has a tear rolling down its eye. It is going through a form of baldness. It's got three hairs on the top of its head, much like Homer Simpson. Oh, that's right. It's got some Homer Simpson hairs on the top. It's got some Homer Simpson hair. Dope. And it's resting its head on, it's resting its very oval, it's not even a head, it's just an oval body. It's resting its oval body on its elbow and arm. And on the top, in green, handwritten looking font, it says, a goodbye poem. It's important to note that good and by are hyphenated. Sometimes you see that, sometimes you don't, and all depends. A goodbye poem. 
And below the cat, it says, it stinks so much you're leaving. In fact, it's downright crappy. And crappy, as opposed to being black font like the rest of the paragraph, is in a royal purple font. So again, it stinks so much you're leaving. In fact, it's downright crappy. It's funny how stinks as a substitute for sucks just doesn't hit the same way, really. It really is a, it's just a, a dead fish in the barrel. Like, you want to say it sucks so much, but clearly they can't do that, so. Well, if you were a goody two-shoes like me when you were growing up, saying sucks was a big no-no. You know, that was an adult word. You don't say things suck. You can't. So stinks was the way I would say or express displeasure with something until probably, like, I'd say 11, I started entering the world of cussin'. And, you know, you mm. can't look back, but stinks implies almost a bit of an annoyance. Sucks is sucks is your day is ruined. Like, oh, man, I missed the movie time. That sucks. Stinks is yeah. sort of, well, that stinks. You lost uh, some change, you know, when you're going to the arcade to, to play the one game that's still at that one arcade that exists. That stinks. Polybius? Or what, what's the one called that was from the government? You know what I'm oh, talking about? No. That, that, there was like that urban legend that the government made it to work on mind control. I wasn't no. Polybius. Well, I, I can't tell you. Po- I think it might be Polybius. Ding dongs, go ahead and message us on Instagram or Twitter if it's Polybius or how wrong I am. I just want to know which one was the mind control one. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you're right. Stinks Stinks is more for a situation that doesn't affect you as badly, but sucks is really like, no, I'm directly affected and this is going to ruin my schedule. That's a good way of saying it. It, it stinks is indirect annoyance and then sucks yeah. is direct annoyance. But I would argue that someone leaving you that's direct. So you got to say sucks or this is bogus. Anything would be better than stinks in this scenario. It's bogus that you're leaving. In fact, it's downright crappy. It's shitty that you're leaving. In fact, it's downright crappy. This is unbodacious that you're skipping town. <laughs> Dude. It's it's a snoozerino that you're leaving. In fact, it's downright crappy. Notice I'm fine with crappy. That's that's a that's a decent PG term that you can use. I used to get in trouble could not say Dang it in my house because I was too close to dang, dang it. it. That's so couldn't say dang that, it. That's already a watered down version of a regular curse word that people say with abandon. And what's funny is that darn it was okay, which I feel like is just the even slightly what? more toothless cousin of dang it. Dang is, in my view, more acceptable than darn. I always thought dang was okay. Darn hmm. was, mm, I really want to say the D word. And then damn was, <gasps> you said it. This is interesting. Now for me, I just want, I mean, no one's right or wrong here. We're just talking about personal experiences. Some of us it, are right the, or wrong. We're not, we're not moral relativists here. And the scrolls will tell us after the podcast, mm-hmm. but we always go back to the scrolls. But we've got, in my opinion, we've got damn it right on top. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the King Kahuna. Then we've got dang it, which is sharp and fun to say. And a little bit for an older audiences. Then we've got darn it, which seems very wholesome, like some real, oh, darn it, I've lost more corn hay. And then we've got dagnabbit, which is only said by gold or water prospectors. That's only a thing said like, dagnabbit, I thought this was going to be gold in them hills. And then there wasn't. Them's gold in them thar hills. Them's gold in them thar hills. I don't know why I wasn't cast in Oklahoma. That was a perfect iteration of what the character is supposed that to be. That was a perfect Ali Akeem. You did a great job. This... Yeah, I this cat's sad. It's sad that a friend's leaving. It feels a little odd. Why? So I like one of the things we play around with here on greetings is why A is next to B because sometimes we notice that the 
We'll notice here that the animations or characters that are designed for the front don't correspond with the background. I feel like we have indirectly played with this game quite a bit. And it definitely is the situation here where I don't necessarily understand why this cat is in college-ruled middle school notebook world. <laughs> and, you know, one could argue that a lot of it is just we, we've discussed before with friend of the podcast and former guest Toby Sagona that it's all sort of it's like a roulette wheel of different designs and things that might come in. But I don't see the through line where sad cat plus college ruled notebook plus middle schoolers idea of how to make stars equals a good idea for a goodbye card. Like where 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 was that through line? You know, where why did we combine those two things? Yeah, I saw this card I think at a CVS or I was in Harlem maybe. I think I, I just stopped hmm. in to grab something and I, I looked at the rack as is now my habit and I've read the first page and thought this is a little dissonant for me because it's a goodbye card, which often are very somber and but but the cartoons are very much for children it seems and it it felt a little bit like if you try to put on the clothes you wore when you were 10 you know it's (laughs) it just has this idea of like you're dealing with maybe a loss or someone moving away or or just saying goodbye to someone apology but then you're just couching it in this cartoon and i wondered if this feels like a repressed card does that make sense like i feel like there's something under the surface here that we're not quite ready to talk about (laughs) It definitely, repression definitely feels like that is an element that might be played into with this card. And the only way it doesn't play in is if this is for a younger audience that has to say goodbye to something. Because look, you we say goodbye to things at all different ages. It's just harder when you're younger because you have to deal with difficult emotions, right? So if this is a card for that age bracket, and we've and cards have finally evolved to include them in the buying sphere, then fuck me for being an old man who doesn't get it. But I have a sinking feeling that you're more correct, Bobby. That I don't this know. Is- I, I don't want to influence what, what the judges think or what you think, but we're going to take a tour. And I just want to express that was what caught my eye. I thought, okay, this is a somber card couched in the language of a cartoon. So... You've already mm. kind of thrown me off course. I want to see where this goes. What I don't like about the formal judges of greetings, which is not Bobby and I, is it no. is just a bunch of Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. So it is just a bunch of bird humans that sit in a circular fashion and just go like. <laughs> and they don't really answer any of our questions or judge anything properly, but they're on the payroll that we don't make. The ASMR is pretty good, though. Oh, that's where we make our money is uh, Skeksis ASMR. I love Skeksis Midnight Run. It's so funny. What what were the other creatures called? There were Skeksis and there was the uh, the big oh, dinosaur looking s- thing. Oh, uh, God, I can't remember this Doesn't one matter. off the top of my head. Yeah. The dinosaur ones don't make as much money as the Skeksis ones. People love those ones. I don't know. Why? I don't know mm. why, but the internet's fun like that. It is. Shall I go to the next page? Please do. Oh, you're right. There are multiple pages. All right, we got to speed this up a little bit, guys. Okay, so- Going to the Quick, next page. Faster, faster. Yeah, come on, faster, come on, faster, come on. quicker. Okay, we, we might expedite this. Okay, so just for the sake of brevity in regards to some of the background details, as I go to the different pages, just remember that it is always loopy clouds in the corner, like we're watching Hercules, the Disney movie, and there oh, yeah. are base. It, they look quite like that. Thank and you. there are just stars everywhere. Sometimes there is an arrow pointing from one text bracket to another. Okay, second page. So I'm going to just say the part again and go forward. It stinks so much you're leaving. In fact, it's downright crappy. Next page. 
So I would like to clear the air and not be super sappy. And now we see the full body of the cat. And yeah, it looks like if a jelly bean was given life and ears and claws and a tail. The worst of the jelly bellies. And also it's important to note that this is a semi-pop-up card where the image of the cat sort of holding its finger up like I'd like to say something please and closing its eyes. It is protruding slightly from the card itself, creating a 3D image that nobody is shocked by. Mm -hmm. So that exists. N not many notes on that. Anything to say out loud, Bobby, about that? I got nothing. So at this point in the card, you know, it's raining outside. I'm in the greatest city in New York City. I'm, I'm in You're the, the greatest city in New York City. I'm in which the greatest of course city in New York City. Your neighborhood, which is beep, which is <laughs> which is New York City. And I should mention at the time too, when I got this card or was looking at it, there was a child having an absolute friggin' meltdown <laughs> while I was looking at this card. And when I say meltdown, I don't mean like. <laughs> I don't mean like was being a little snot, and we all are kids. I I, I don't I don't think I was oh, an I angel. Sucked. I suck yeah. too, but not just like oh you know I I want this candy and I'm I'm gonna go <laughs> pout over here. This was this kid was running around the aisles freaking out because he didn't get it. I couldn't piece it together. He wasn't very coherent because he wasn't giving good interview. But he <laughs> kids he, are terrible interviewers. Kids are terrible. He didn't un he didn't understand why he couldn't get a toy. And I don't think mm. his mother was with him, but maybe a grandmother or a caregiver to yeah. the point where like strangers in the CVS were like, do you need help? Because he is just doing like flat out donuts around the, the toy aisle, like just like Shh. crying Shit. and screaming. And so as I'm reading this, card it's like so i would like to clear the air and this kid's going <laughs> it's so really i'd like to clear the air the just like absolutely going insane that is how the air is being cleared by a child not getting what they want i have no i have no preparation for that whatsoever i would just i wouldn't even remember to take a photo of the card i would just slink out of the cvs and just be like maybe tomorrow it took a while i have to yeah. say for them it took a full five minutes for that kid to to tucker himself out as it were. i feel like you just gotta let the energy well i'm not a parent so you know i love to be wrong but i feel like just let the energy drain out of that kid and just watch them like collapse and in exhaustion from their screaming not that that's good for anybody else maybe you should rein it in somehow but that's the mm. only as a non-parent as a single person that is the only answer i have for you so yeah as someone who has no been or no stake in the welfare of your child keep it down was it at least a cool toy that he wanted i think it was some sort of small vehicle and you know i'm a power rangers slash spawn action mm. figure guy so outside of those two you can yeah. just keep them i just like playing with goop stuff Stuff that was goopy. Play-Doh, Gak. Oh, I loved Gak, which I learned was a slang term for heroin. That's where they came up with it. Childhood is, yep, childhood is a thin membrane, and then you cut through it, and that's your adulthood, and it's a deep, dark pool. Another uh, good title, Childhood is a Thin Membrane. <laughs> so anyways, cat up here. I want you to think of a screaming child, temper tantrum child, as you're thinking about this. Next page. And so I'm going to say the previous one before the next one. So I would like to clear the air and not be super sappy. It's pure BS you're going. Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. Because so you can you see would... now the pattern that's developing. It's around page three, being of slow mind and body as I am, that I started to see the pattern of the jokes happening here. Well, well what I'm saying, so, okay, I'm noticing, wait, maybe I'm not noticing because I know BS, but is sappy, is this, a large, is this a large poop joke? Is this what you're bringing? Sappy grossed me out. So I will say I have not figured is out. That connect is this what you're bringing on my doorstep, Bobby? Is this a poop bag? I, I'm i not. I'm just the messenger, and I'd prefer to remain on good terms after this is all over. I will be the one that decides whether or not we are on good terms. I will decide whether or not we have an episode next week. The point is, 
Ah, oh, sappy. Ah, oh, man. All right. I'm going to keep on rolling. It's pure BS you're going. Now, my only protest I have here is you went out of your way to say BS, which everyone knows what it means. And you're going to say stinks. You can't say sucks. Sucks and BS are on the same level. They're on the same, like the 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 Department of, of Cussing, International Cussing, would put sucks and BS on the same level. It's important to note on this page, the little cat that we're talking about with its stick figure arms is now having a temper tantrum, much like the child who didn't receive their vehicle toy. So that I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I got nothing more to add to this page except the arrows, you know, sort of pointing. It's still staying pretty consistent with the doodling on some college or wide ruled notebook paper. But it is sort of weird that, again, I don't haven't figured out what level we're working with here because now we're into the realm of literal potty humor, which, you know, I won't throw stones in a glass house, though strong my glass house may be. But this bulletproof bulletproof, this is edging towards child card again. And before, like, okay, going away card, kind of adult, you have to be able to examine grief and loss or 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 at least pining or so. And now we're into pure like toilets are fun, you know, like that. That we're well, that's there. my problem is that, yeah, I will say my glass house is made out of that sugar glass that is in action movies. And I'll say right now, throwing a stone heavily at it and just looking at the stone, the glass explodes. You could have gone any avenue with this. We're going for toilet humor. I mean, one of them sappy. That's gross. You're that being... does imply some some anatomical problems that you that should really have looked at. You should try phacillium husks or whatever they're called. Those are great. You should try uh, some cornflakes. Maybe that, I don't know. Maybe they'll work. You should try masturbating. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Look, try, try fighting everything. a war. See try. All right. Try the three things that Jay Harvey Kellogg gave us, which was cornflakes, masturbation for everything and fighting in a world war. Try those three. See if it works. If not, go back to eating those asylum husks or whatever they call them. It's pure BS. You're going uh, next page. There are just no good excuses. But since you're on your way, and at this one, the cat is like holding its hands out as if it's asking given for up. either. Given up. Yes. The cat has nothing. It's got nothing to offer. It's like, look, all I've got is this poop joke. I need you to stay with me on this. Ride this horse with me into the sunset because you're going to ride that horse further into the sunset and I won't be going with you. And it's also important, like you said, to note that all of the Easter egg jokes come from the purple words so we've got crappy sappy bs and this next page is excuses is excuses a joke i thought is that not part of the scatological conclusion that i'm assuming the next page is going to be oh i I, i'm trying to track it as i see them chronologically so excuses is only secondarily related to potty humor i would say right like it's not really tertiary like i would say accident would be secondary i'm really impressed we worked scatological and tertiary into this podcast (laughs) we are killing it look at us with those word a day calendars we keep from the 1980s on our desks remember us geppas from eighth grade while we're back i listen i wanted to buy the you might be a redneck calendar but bobby insisted we get these ones to work on our vocabulary the important thing is when we finish with this card we get to go to united skates was that an ice rink or a roller rink? That was a roller rink near right. Okay, we up. just had one near me because we didn't have uh, United Skates near me, unfortunately. We had Jackson Roller Rink. Go ahead and look at a photo of that place. It is the most... It's a place where glue is sold from a van in a parking lot. It's... <laughs> on the sign, it just says Roller Rink. It doesn't even say the name of the place. It is. It was unsettling then. Might have gotten better now. Who knows? There are just no good excuses. But since you're on your way... And then the last page is goodbye, so long, I'll miss ya, deuces. Okay, 
goodbye, orange font, exclamation point. So long, blue, exclamation point. I'll miss ya, green, exclamation point, kind of a greenish yellow. Deuces, the same purple as the rest of the card, exclamation point. And then the cat in question is waving its hand to us, goodbye. Now it's happy that we're going. It's sort of, it's got a smile on its face that we're going. The cat has really had a turnaround between this page and the last one. The cat has made a decision that you leaving me is something that I can't control, much like life itself. And therefore, I can at least wish you a so long farewell. I'll be saying goodbye. Adieu, adieu to you and you and you. The cat is doing that whole thing from... That's my fair lady, right? Anyways, the sound of music, but close enough. No, I knew what it was. I was just being, I was being obtuse. <laughs> I was being obtuse. I was being my, my fair lady, known for Edelweiss. Okay, so it's not a poop joke, although yes, it is. All, Deuces is number two, right? Deuces is number two, but I thought Deuces also just meant like goodbye, right? It does, I, but that that is that a double entendre? See, okay, let's get into the thick of it, the yes, Allen thick of it. I don't know. Whether or not, for the listener, Bobby turned away when I said the Alan thick of it. I don't I have a look know. back. And he's, and he's just walking away and taking that bindle with him. I can't watch beans. Sodom and Gomorrah get destroyed. I can't. I have to look away. <laughs> More like Sodom and Galessa. I don't know where deuces came from because I know people say that. That's, that's also not very modern. I feel like that's a slang from a different generation even maybe. It, it is. used to go like, all right, deuces. Yeah, it's slang from a different generation and also feels popular between the ages of 19 and 19 and a half. Like <laughs> when, if you've seen the movie Eighth Grade, how she ended every one of her videos with the phrase Gucci, it feels very solidified in an age mm-hmm. that once you've gotten six months over that age, it is very weird for you to say it like that. I won't say it's inappropriate, but it doesn't make any sense for you to talk like that anymore. And so for me to be the age I am and say deuces to somebody feels very off. Even saying it on the tongue right now, it does feel like I'm going scatological, even though I, that is not the goal there at all. Deuces, I have known to be a way that someone says salutations, bon voyage, until we meet again. May the road rise to meet you. But I don't know because deuces means two. So, Bobby, do you have an idea where the etymology is that is? Uh, no. Neither do I. Because you're right. I The first thing I think of is the going to the bathroom one. It's got to be, right? I mean, if you look at all the words that have come together in this card, so it begins with mm-hmm. stinks, which, as you mentioned, is conspicuously not in purple. Yeah. Crappy. Clear the air, also not in purple, but a common phrase for expressing flatulence or moods thereof. Sappy, which is the grossest one by far because it's not directly related yeah. to potty humor and just raises more questions than it answers. BS, okay, fair enough. You know, we can't say bullshit on this podcast, Mm. but we can try. Excuses, again, barely related to potty humor. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. And then deuces, which, yes, okay, we're back. So they really, what I want to ask you, Dan, and we can go to the last page, which is just the back of the card. Why is this card the size of a Stephen King novel? I have a theory about this because originally I said that the design the artwork and the structure is very reminiscent of like a middle schooler's notebook. Yes. And I also just referenced- It's accordion style grade. too. I'm not sure if that's clear from the photos, but you're meant to, you sort of open it the way you that you open it open, all together. Like okay. a fan. Yeah. Okay. So I, considering its design, considering its illustrations, and I mean like the design of the card, the accordion style, 
the design of the artwork itself, and the Easter egg-style poop joke that goes on throughout the whole thing, which more reads like some kind of strange encryption or like you it's not very complicated like you and i figured it out but (laughs) i feel like a younger person would be very proud that they figured it out like they got Uh. it after a couple my theory is that this card is absolutely made for someone between sixth and eighth grade because i feel like a younger person at least if they were me and very stupid would not have gotten the poop joke and a Mm. high schooler would have just said the word shit. So it's not made for either of those. And this doesn't feel like an adult card. This feels like this is for a younger audience. So this is great between the sixth and eighth grade genre of greeting cards where you need to say goodbye to a friend specifically. And maybe you guys have like secret codes about things or handshakes or a way of talking to one another. Maybe you are identical twins and you have a gross language you guys share together that no one else has that you learned in the womb somehow. Or once. And, or what? Yes. And so, yeah. so this kind of is a pre-baked inside joke where you can kind of guess that it's going to be something gross throughout, but you don't really know until the very end where it kind of wraps it all together. And you think you're being edgy around your parents because obviously you're talking about poop. So like you're being edgy about it. But at the end of the day, your parents notice and are just letting you have it because it's not drugs. So that's fine. And yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's sort of for that age of greeting cards. I feel like this is tailored specifically for that bracket. Everything from the artwork to the cute mascot, because the the cat is cute. Let's let's face facts here. To the non-subtle joke, gross joke. I think everything works well for that age and helps you feel better about the fact that you're saying goodbye to a friend. Because sometimes that can happen for one reason or another in middle school, and that sucks. And so you want to make it better. Is my yeah. theory completely off? <laughs> no, I I see a lot of I see a lot of value in that, and I also think this card should come attached to a hit clip of bowling for soup or or simple play yes, like a, a hit clip this, you, this should be an audio card where you open it up and you just hear i'm just a kid and life is, life a, is a nightmare if you open this card you should get a free digital download to any panic at the disco song that you want <laughs> and hilariously it'll just take you right to limewire where it's like just get it yourself idiot don't even pay for it <laughs> Some of these are going to be a bad rip, and all of them are in Cyrillic, but still, you'll find it. Don't worry. Just keep looking. I guess it's nice that we can get cards for kids who might want to express sadness at seeing a friend go. I think it just threw me off because it starts sort of somber and, as I said, moves to more childish humor. But that is how kids and undeveloped adults like myself deal with trauma and and pain and make if you're you know you you try to make it funny and you don't want the goodbye to necessarily be all maudlin so i guess over time i think i could grow to love this card i could i could learn to love it if it trapped me in its library and said i couldn't leave Mm. unless the last rose petal falls and i i haven't boned or something i don't i haven't seen the movie in a while but (laughs) rose petal hasn't boned titles are flowing they're just coming right. out of the word where I've just were. It's going to be so hard to edit this and figure out which ones are my favorite. <laughs> There's just so many of them coming out of the woodwork here. But you're right. I am grateful that this card exists because this did, as I was reading it and we're sort of dissecting it here in our conversation, was very reminiscent of how I did 
how I digested grief and sadness when I was young and how I still do it today because I'm also an undeveloped adult where I continue to use comedy as a crutch, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it's what I do. And I did it a lot of pain. If you pretend it's not there, it might just go away. It won't, but you can pretend. And that's, and isn't life just mostly pretending until you're dead. But that is definitely a mechanism I used in middle school was with friends when something was hard, just trying to be happy with each other and, and remember our dumb little jokes together. And then whether it's that we had to depart or something else was going on, it was, I think that was around the time when I learned about comedy that can be used as a way to soften the blow of the constant baseball bat to the kneecap that can be live sometimes. <laughs> and you gotta, once you're feeling that patella really just sink away from your kneecap, you gotta figure a way to laugh through it. And if this gives this to a younger person, I think that's great. I maybe think the joke is a little goofy, but I also was like that. I, I'm not here to sit on airs here. We are two grown men and we can only criticize the humor so far as to be like, we absolutely made poop jokes in middle school. Let's let's not kid ourselves here. And, and we shouldn't feed our personal preferences for the card into no. who is the receiver and the receivee. For all we know, this is a couple and one of them's going to study abroad, you know, for grad school. And then they say, hey, it's I'm going to give you this card to express how I feel. <laughs> I'm going to miss you while you're in Zurich studying all those mushrooms. <laughs> I know it's crappy that you're leaving, but let me just shit. Oh, my pants. that works so perfectly. Let's like, it's pure BS. You're going like what the mushrooms are living in, all that Switzerland dirt. But you know, I also really like this card. I'm realizing as we're talking about it more and more, I really like this card because this is how I have learned to deal with sadness and moments of depression, as I think many people who do comedy have is, you know, being honest about the pain and realizing it's there, but then trying to end it on a high note because that's the only way you know how to end things. You can't just leave it sad. It doesn't it doesn't sit well. It's not it's not natural. You've got to just try to end it on a fun note. So, when I see this cat going through all of its emotions, it's sort of going through like the steps of grief from sadness to bargaining oh, to anger to acceptance and of course that final one that they don't write about often fun humor and that's the last one they don't talk about very much but it's real and it's here i'm keeping a running list of cards that we may make one day and i might do not a sympathy card but a five stages of grief card where it's like <laughs> hey i know you're angry that he's gone and you're gonna make a deal to get him back but don't fear the reaper except life is finite <laughs> There's no one. denying he's Thank gone you. and he's not coming back. <laughs> I appreciate the bargain, but let me tell you, it's still happening. <laughs> Your acceptance means the world to me. And it could also be accordion style. Good luck with those Kraminis. <laughs> that shiitake is not coming in well. <laughs> so, Dan, Re remember, remember, if they're wild, they might kill you. Sorry, go on. <laughs> That was important information for everyday life. Fridge time. You so far, you tipped your hand a bit. You said you liked it. Where do you want to put it on the fridge, if at all? I did. Unfortunately, if this was a poker game, you'd have all my money because I can't deny that while I was getting ready to dislike it, it didn't end with an abrupt gross joke the way I thought it was going to. And ultimately, I thought this was a very charming, very fun card. And I think this would have warmed my heart a lot if I'm trying to tap into 
seventh grade Dan, which goddamn, I only do that once every blue moon, and I hope I don't have to do it again soon because that guy sucks. Oh boy. But seventh grade Dan would have taken this to heart and probably would have felt really warm if he got this from a friend who he knew he wasn't going to see for a while. Everything from the elaborateness of the accordion style to the fun inside joke and the design. This would have definitely warmed my heart at that time. And, you know, I think we have to rate it on its merits for that. And I think in that way, it rates very high. So I think I want this one to stick around. I'm going to put this on the fridge and I'm going to keep it on the fridge for a week, completely splayed out in its accordion fashion across from the door, middle of the door in the fridge, all the way to the other side. And it's going to stay like that until I see my friend again. In which case, I will make a game day decision of whether I take it down or maybe I just fold it up and keep it on the fridge. But I like the idea of it just splayed out the whole time and we just got to reserve the space for that. Oh, it's like a Nicholas Sparks novel. Yes, exactly. It's like Dear John or whatever they're called. Was it Dear John? I don't know. I can't. Is that the one where the girl gets in a car accident and then she doesn't remember she loves? That's it. Uh, Is that, wait, in a car, lost her memory. Is that not 50 First Dates? (laughs) Because she got in a car accident when they were getting a pineapple for Christmas, Hawaiian Christmas. Is Nicholas Sparks a plagiarist? Find out this time. Did Nicholas Sparks ghostwrite 51st States because he was like, I am tired of writing this sappy, dopey, sexy bullshit. I need to write something goofy for Adam Sandler. I mean, it is my my heart is a fridge is my favorite Nicholas Sparks novel. So I'm glad you're emulating it. Oh, my God. I loved how good Patrick Dempsey did in My Heart is a Fridge. He was great as the fridge. He played the fridge. Yeah, he was he was talking with uh, (laughs) with just the the door going back and forth as his mouth. (laughs) The Jim Henson Company did a good job on that. I won't I won't hear anything bad about that. Bobby, where would you have this card on your fridge, whether it was voiced by Patrick Dempsey or otherwise? I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite because thinking back, I've just plumbed the depths of my memory. And I pulled up one open open tab that I did say goodbye to a friend when I mm. was a youngster. I must have been in first grade and I had a friend whose name was James and he moved to, I think, Japan or something or France. Whoa. Well, okay. either one. They're the same. Japan or France. Um and Japan, France, Japan, France. And I did write him a goodbye note just to say as a nine year old or eight year old, whatever would say, I'm going to miss you. I hope we see each other again. And indeed, we did. He moved back to the United States. But oh, cool. If I had this card now or then rather, would I have used it? And yeah, I probably would have. I don't know that I should I should feel attached to this card. But something about it just doesn't feel like it all adds up. It's too childish for me. But <laughs> you're a very I, you're a very mature middle schooler. You you went in with a three piece suit every day. You would eat three peas in the morning before you went in. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I had all my W-2s lined up by January 3rd because, you know, th- I-, I didn't want to wait too long to get that refund. You always brought a can of WD-40 with you in case any of the doors creaked in the school. You're always like, I got this. Hold on. Hold on. And you just spray it down. You know, I would just have it. a newspaper and with the glasses on, I'd look over the top and just sort of shake my head and then just fold the newspaper back up when I looked at other kids <laughs> playing dodgeball. You would have that newspaper up and every time the teacher would try to ask you about facts about the seven years war, you just look at her and go, in this economy? And then go back to your paper, even if it didn't really mean anything. Yeah. So James was right to leave. Uh, leave. But <laughs> no I wonder would, he went to Japan, France. No <laughs> I would put this card. I think this is 
right below the handle of the fridge. So it's it's not mm. the bottom by any stretch. It's not one I think I, I don't think I could have the room. I can't spare the real estate to have it splayed out the way you do. But uh, anyway, I'll I would probably regret it. it once we do our greets giving and I see what mistakes I've made. Yeah, I just can't imagine if someone really wrote a heartfelt message, you know, said you've been such a big part of my life and I'm going to miss you, but you're going on such a great journey and I-, I will never forget what you've done. And then below it, it says, hope you're not having a crappy day. You know, I, I can't, that would just make my head hurt too much. Hey, that's fine. Hurt. Listen, we're, we, you know, it doesn't fit for everybody's experiences the same way. So I totally don't think you need to necessarily explain it. I'm glad that you did because we definitely need to fill up time on this thing. But I'm glad <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think that, you know, as somebody who takes to humor all the time as a bit of a coping mechanism, that's just where I tend to fall. But I can see what you're saying that it is a little goofy for saying goodbye for someone for a, an indeterminate amount of time. That It might be a little too lighthearted, but I would be the kind of person that just leans to that because I'd rather just think of the comedy than think of the more somber moments. But everyone's different. So I get you. And everyone who's different is wrong. And if you want to be wrong with us, you can reach out to us at GreetingsPod on the Instagram. Forgot what it was for a moment, but I'm back, baby. Or uh, at GreetingsCast on Twitter. And we would just love to hear from you. Love to hear how we're doing, how we're not doing. And if you have cards you want us to talk about. Dan, anything else you want to tell the people before we say goodnight to the Ding Dongs and get back on our sleigh? Listen, I just want to say also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts as that helps us a lot. Just so we don't have to hate Mondays anymore more kind of like this cat does when it's missing its friend and then we won't think that you guys are a load of bullshit that's right we're making this card adult everyone mark your calendars this is the day we went blue we went blue today guys we swore in the upper other episodes but this time we got even worse (laughs) i (laughs) said his name heathcliff good night yeah good night (laughs) bye bye No weekend talk. None. America in progress. That sounds like a terrible podcast. America in progress. Oh, shit.